Thanks for listening to the Word Alive podcast. We hope you enjoy this teaching. For more resources, please download our app by typing WAIO in your Play Store. The joy of the Lord. You know, we, we just got through celebrating Thanksgiving, and, and I understand that, uh, you know, Jesus probably wasn't born in December. He was probably somewhere around Tabernacles. But, you know, even though he's born in December, you know, the good thing is that we celebrate his birth, right? Because, you know, if he didn't, hadn't come, we'd be in trouble. But the Bible says in Galatians 4 and 4 that he came in the fullness of times. That means everything was exactly right when he got here. He didn't get here a day early. He didn't get here a day late. He didn't get here, you know, a century too soon. Jesus showed up just at the precise time that the Father said he would come. And so this morning... I want to take a little verse of Scripture and share with you and read to you and and just talk to you a little bit about the joy of the Lord. It's found in, I think, in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. Begin reading with verse 8. It said, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before him, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were greatly afraid." Then the angel said unto them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David, who is Christ the Lord. That verse, good tidings of joy to all people. The joy of the Lord. You know, Jesus, when he came, and his ministry and what he would do changed the entire universe. Because you see, the Bible said that this joy was to be for all people. He came to bring joy to this world. The joy of relationships. The joy of knowing him. The joy of living life to its fullest in Christ Jesus. Because you see, when Jesus came... Most of the entire civilization was in poverty and in slavery. And when Jesus died on the cross, it was such a phenomenal thing that the earth shook. It got dark even though it was midday. Because what Jesus did, Jesus came and what he began is what the Bible talks about is a time of restoration. You see, Jesus came to restore You and I back to the original that we were meant to be. You and I were created by God for a holy purpose. You turn to your neighbor and say, you don't know it, but you're talking to somebody who was created by God. And, you know, God doesn't make any junk, right? What God creates, you know, when God creates stuff, he gets great joy about it. What little I know about creation, I read over there in Job, the Lord asked Job one day, he said, where were you? When I created everything. He said, where were you when the morning stars sang, and get this, the sons of God's, our angels, shouted for joy. 
You see, when this place created, it was a joyous event. Why? Because Jesus knew what was going to happen. Jesus knew that he gave, if he gave us the very best, that somebody would mess up. So he had a plan. The Bible said he was slain from the foundation of the world. But you see, the Bible says, but when Jesus came to this earth, the reason people didn't like him, because he had so much joy, and he was just a happy guy. He went around, and, you know, and he hung out with the, what they considered the sinners and the tax collectors, you know. And then he didn't hang out with the religious crowd. In fact, he usually rebuked them. But the people that, he, that everybody thought was on the way to hell in a handbasket, he grabbed them around them and he loved them. He blessed them. He talked to them. He Why? Because he was full of joy and he wanted them to have joy. And he knew the only way that you and I will ever make it in this world is to know him and the joy of having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Because you see, what Jesus told the disciples and told us, he said, here's the deal. He said, my joy. What was his joy? Well, according to Hebrews 13, the Bible said, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. What was the joy? You were the joy. The joy was that he knew that if he gave his life, you would receive his life and you'd know him the way that he'd want you to know you and you'd walk in the joy of the Lord. And the Bible says that the joy of the Lord shall be your strength. Yeah. Nehemiah, he was kind of a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And he went to rebuild Jerusalem and he brought people who had been in captivity, who had been away and had kind of lost their way. And the Bible says, so they gathered them together and they started reading the word. And what they realized, that they hadn't been celebrating feast. Feast of tabernacles would come and they, didn't, they had no idea what it was about. And when they read the word, the Bible said everybody broke down crying just crying, bawling their eyes out. They were just crying. And the Bible says that Ezra told them, look, this is not a time to cry. This is a holy day. It's where we get the word for our holiday. You see, a holiday is a holy day. You, you know, holy to you is staunch, strict, you know, religious. Come on. That's what you consider holy. But no, when the angels in heaven cry, holy, 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 what it is, they look and they see Jesus in all his power and glory, grace, and joy, and they say, holy, holy, holy. And then they walk away and they turn around one more time. They say, holy, holy, holy. Why? Because he's so gracious, loving, joyful, and kind. And so Nehemiah said, this the deal. This is a time to celebrate. Now, I like this. And all you vegetarians, we're just going to flip you right out of the seat, okay? He said, eat the fat. 
It's in the Bible. Eat the fat. Now, he didn't say get fat. He said eat the fat. (laughs) Drink the sweet. And then get a portion to send to everybody that none has been prepared for. He said, why? Because this is a day to celebrate because the joy of the Lord shall be your strength. Now, the Bible tells me to be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you want to be strong in the Lord, you're going to have to be joyful. And if you're going to be joyful, you're going to be strong in the Lord. If you're going to be strong in the Lord, you're going to be joyful. If you're going to be joyful, you're going to be strong in the Lord. You understand what I'm saying? You can't have one without the other. If you get strong in the Lord, you become weird without any joy. And if you get joy without any strength, you get kind of flaky. You know what I mean? Can I just preach a little bit? I love church. And I understand all the cliches. How you doing? Oh, I blessed and highly favored. <laughs> they wouldn't know blessing if it bit them. And they wouldn't know favor if it kissed them right on the mouth. They just heard it and it sounds good. Can I just go ahead and get real? They came to church driving a car, dragging the muffler behind them. Now don't misunderstand me. I drove some pieces of junk in my lifetime. And if you drove a bad car, I'm not putting you down. But let me tell you what it is. You can be blessed. You can be highly favored of the Lord. But you're going to have to get some joy. I said joy. I'm talking about a tongue talking, foot stomping, hallelujah shouting, big old cup of joy. And since I've gone off the chain, just let me go on out there. Pastor Ken will straighten it all out when he gets back. And he'll straighten me out if I need to be straightened out. So don't worry about it. I shouldn't, but I'm going to go ahead. We'll say something that say, ooh, that made my baby jump. Most of people are so hateful, nobody would even get close enough to them so they could have a baby. <laughs> Much less it jump. I'll tell you what, if you, hey, if you, if I ever tell you that my baby jumped, I'm going to tell you what, I'll tell you after I come flying out of the seat because I know when the Holy Ghost comes on you and I know it when it ain't the Holy Ghost. I, and I'm tired of making up for not having joy. We Pastor Kid comes in here, he preaches everything he knows to preach to get us happy. It's time we get happy and joyful before we get here. Because the joy doesn't come from Pastor Kent. The joy comes from Jesus and the great Holy Ghost. That's why Paul said the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. 
It's not about keeping rules and regulations. He said it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Peter says it's unexplainable joy. Now, I was in Pentecost when Pentecost wasn't cool. I went, I hung out with a crowd they called the Holy Rollers. Not ashamed of it. In fact, we could use a little bit more of it. Woo, let me go over here. What am I saying? I grew up, see, Pentecost, if you study the history of it, and I'm off the chain now, but it was the poor and the impoverished. That's where it started. Or well, out in the ghettos of California, in the hills of Tennessee and Kentucky, the hill people, the poverty people. Well, you know what? Paul said, you know what? It wasn't the noble people, the mighty people, the great people that, that got called in this thing. He says it, it was people who, who were considered nothing. But you see, God picked them up and raised them up. The early church, we think of them as being great and righteous people. They were just a bunch of old fishermen that just stunk like fish and smelled like fish and, you know, probably cussed like a sailor. But God reached down and saved them and pulled them up and gave them the Holy Spirit. And they had great joy. This is crazy. They would go out and preach and they would arrest them, beat the living daylights out of them, try to stone them, anything they could to kill them, and they'd go back to the people that they were with. And the Bible said that they would rejoice because we were counted worthy to suffer for His name. You're either sadistic or you know somebody that's done something for you that nobody else could do, and His name is Jesus, and He gives me joy, 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 way down in my heart. I said joy, 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 way down in in my heart. The world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. I'm talking about the joy of Jesus. See, Jesus is the source. He said, my joy I give so that your joy might be full. You see, the reason Jesus got so bent out with the religious people. They were just going through the motions and had no joy whatsoever. Now, that's why it's important. When the Lord told them to celebrate these feasts, it is about aligning and it's an appointment. But you see, it's an appointment not just to get in line. It's an appointment to celebrate the joy of the Lord. Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. Now, it's hard for me to, to fathom it. 
But if you've been a slave all your life, and one night you got liberated and headed toward a place they said that was flowing with milk and honey, and that you're going to live in houses that other people built, and you're going to eat of olive trees and other people. I don't know about you. I've been shouting happy. But it all happened in one night. And then Pentecost, if you were there, the Holy Spirit got poured out, and everybody got, got caught up in the spiritual fire, and 3,000 people got saved one day, I believe it'd give me a little joy. And then if I'd been there in the wilderness having to live in those tabernacles and huts and the Shekinah glory of God was moving and, you know, and God was with us and God would help us and God would provide for us. We didn't know what we was going to eat, but all we did was went out the front doorstep the next morning and there it was. I don't know what it was, but that's what it means. What was it? I don't know, but that's what it is. That's the definition of manna. They didn't know what it was, but that's what it is. And all that was to remind them of God's redeeming power, His love for you, the power of the Holy Spirit that's with you, and the provision that God's going to give you. But you see, Jesus said, I want your joy to be full. The Bible says that God will show us the path of life. And in His presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. I don't know about you, but I hadn't been hanging around the church 45 years for the fellowship dinners. Because I've been to some, they were the sickest thing I've ever been in my life. Everybody mad at each other. Here's, so yeah, we're going to feed 50 people, and here comes somebody with enough green beans to feed two. And they slop down there and Eat yourself under the table. I'm just telling you the truth. So I hadn't been for the fellowship. And I hadn't been hanging out for a lot of that stuff. But I tell you what's kept me here. It's been the nights when all I knew to do was cry and pray and call on God. And when I got through crying and I got through praying in the night, Joy showed up in the morning. He said, weeping may endure for a night season, but joy comes in the morning. I'm talking about a joy that'll make you stand up, get out of bed, make you walk tall, make you talk bold, make you act good, make you love everybody. Why? Because you know whether you live or whether you die, you are the Lord. It doesn't matter. Paul said, I'm between a straight. I don't know whether to stay or go, but that's all right. If I stay here, I belong to Jesus. If I go, I'm going to see Jesus. Joy, joy, joy. So he said, just keep on rejoicing in the Lord. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. You say, well, pastor, what about when, can I just be plain? What about when all hell breaks loose against you? What about when you just feel like that God's ripped you off? What about when your best friend just lied on you? What about when your family forsakes you? What about if your husband or your wife leave you? How do I rejoice? You don't rejoice in that. But you rejoice in 
the Lord. David said, when my mother and father forsake me, then the Lord will lift me up. The Bible said there is a friend who sticketh closer than a brother. And I want to tell you, I'm, I love my mom, love my dad, love my sisters, love my wife, and they've given me great joy. But there's no joy like knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ, I, come hell or high water, thick or thin, he's right there in the boat with you. He don't jump out in the storm. He'll get you to the other side. Because you see, he's the source of our joy. You see, you ever read the parable of the sower? When he sowed the first seed, grew up real quick. Why? The Bible said it was, it was it's a symbol of a person who receives the word with joy. I don't know. But I was so discouraged, so distraught, so disappointed in my life when I was 19 years old of where I was headed and who I was. When they told me, and all of a sudden I got that revelation, that's who Jesus is. Not the one I had conjured up in my mind, but that's who Jesus is. And when he gloriously saved my life and gave me joy, I said, hey, count me in. Count me in. I'm in. I'm yours. From now on, it doesn't matter. I'm yours. I haven't been perfect. I've disappointed him a lot of times. But I want to tell you, he just keeps sending me a joy. I may get a little discouraged. That's all right. Drop some handfuls on purpose for that man down there. He needs a little joy. And the Holy Ghost comes pat me on the head. Puts his arm around me. Says, you're my child. I want to tell you, there's fullness of joy in the great Holy Ghost. But you see, I got to hurry up. I was bragging about how I preached last time. Anybody here first service? All right, I'm lost. Where am I supposed to go from here? Not. See, joy, and I'm going to hurry up. See, joy is the, is the cause to have stability. And I got to, I got to, as my grandma would say, I've got walking around since. That's, you know, somebody did, she, you know, if uh, somebody argued with her about what she knew, she said, well, I got good walking around since. I don't know what that means, but I'm walking around, so I must have sense. <laughs> but you see, If your joy comes from things that amuse you, entertain you, that's all right. Hey, there's stuff I see amusing, it gives me joy. There's things that entertains me that gives me joy. You know, you see, the Bible doesn't really differentiate between happy and joy like we do. You read the Bible, they're, they're pretty closely connected because the Bible says happy is the people whose Lord is God. Bible says, you talk about us here knowing the joyful sound. You know, it's pretty well equated. But what I'm just trying to tell you, you see, is this. All those feasts 
were to cause us or to cause Israel to remind them to celebrate the goodness, the love, the joy that comes from the Lord. See, the Old Testament talks about the joy of the harvest. And it talks about, like, it, it compares God's joy to the joy of great riches. And it, it does a lot of those things. But you see, what's going to give your life stability is when things do come against you, the Lord wants you to have joy because that's your strength. That, that's, that's what you hold on to. That's going to make you strong in the Lord and the power of His might. When you got joy in the Holy Ghost, all hell can't shake you. When you got the real joy of the Lord in your life, the, all the demons, all the power of hell, all the lies of the enemy, they can't shake you when you're walking in the joy and the strength of the Holy Ghost. So you see, that's why things come along and try to steal our joy. Joy. Like jealousy. I remember when I first started preaching, I belonged to the denomination, and they sent out a little paper every month for, for the churches to report. And I've been preaching two or three years, and I'd get my little paper, and there'd be guys that, can I just be honest? I'd read it, and I'd say, on my worst day of the week, standing flat-footed and both arms behind me, I could out-preach them any day of the week. But they just keep getting promoted. And basically, my joy would go from ecstasy to just being literally PO'd and feeling bad about everything. And I think everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Till one day, I went to the post office box and I saw that little blue and white paper. And I shouldn't have said it because it was from the local denomination. But I said, you devil, you, you ain't doing this to me again. I just ripped it to shreds, threw it in the trash can. Don wanted to know what happened to it. I said, they must have forgot to send us one this month. But I made up my mind, I was going to quit reading it until I got over my jealousy. And then, because you see, I was comparing myself to everybody else. See, that's when we, we lose our joy when we start trying to compare ourselves with everybody. You see, what I think, I think it was Mark Twain, I believe he's the one who said it. He said, comparison is the death of joy. You start comparing what they got according to what you got or where they went on vacation or where you went and, and, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and then fear. Well, I'm just not going to have enough this month. How am I going to get by? All that stuff. And before you know it, the joy is gone. Why? It's not because the Lord took it away. You're just putting your confidence in the wrong thing. I want to tell you to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and he shall bring it to pass. But see, the Lord wants you to have stability. He wants you to be steadfast in sorrow, triumphant in tribulation, and abundant in affliction. Now, I don't like tribulation. I don't like affliction. And I don't like pain. 
I don't like being uncomfortable. I don't like being outside of my comfort zone. There's a lot of things I don't like. But Jesus, who is Lord, the last time I read this book, said I'm not going to run it by what you like. But he said, I'll give you joy for the journey and I'll take you where I want to take you and we'll do what I want to do together and then I'm going to bless you at the end. Because you see, there is sufficiency in joy. See, the joy of the Lord is really enough. Other things can give you joy in all areas of life, but that joy is not full. In my lifetime, I'm 65. I probably have gained and lost the entire weight of a pickup truck. <laughs> if they made the diet, I've been on it. I remember one day Dawn came in. She said, I have found this stuff that you are really going to like. I'll use, when you go to buy suits in the big men's store, they don't tell you that you're fat. They just say you need the portly size. So I was rather portly. Still am. She said, but I got something that's really good. I said, what is it? She said, it's rice cakes. She said, you're going to love this. It tasted... It tasted like a styrofoam cup <laughs> with Elmer's glue and sweet and low on top of it. It was the nastiest thing I'd ever. She said, aren't they good? Oh. I ate them. Then that morning about 3 o'clock, I rolled myself out of bed and scarfed down everything I could find. <laughs> Why? I wasn't full. Oh, it wasn't sustaining me. You see, the joy of the Lord is to sustain you. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's sufficient for you. Because you see, I'm going to give you the secret of joy and then I'm going to close. See, joy is available for all of us. The Lord wants you to have it. For years, I used to try to preach to make believers who didn't have joy feel like they were doing all right. I thought I was doing good. And I would tell them, talk to them about how miserable all the unbelievers were. Well, finally one day I realized some of them were pretty joyful. Some of them seem to be doing pretty good. And then I got to Revelation. People who don't know Jesus aren't the most miserable people in the world. The most miserable people in the world are the people who know Jesus but have lost their joy in knowing Jesus. See, because, you see, how many of you have heard about a house of light? How many of you been to a house of light? Raise your hand. The cameras are on. We're filming all this. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing. 
whether you're doing a house of light, volunteering, whatever you do. If you will embrace the Lord and let Him restore your joy, that house of light will fill up. Why? Because people are dying every day just want to experience the true joy of knowing Jesus. Hey, you'll run out of more house and more light than you will people. Hey, I promise you. This has nothing to do with what I'm saying, but I just thought about it and I'm going to share it with you. I had this little buddy in Florida and we were getting, you know, we didn't call them houses of light, but we would call them something else. We were getting going in our church. He said, Pastor Dan, can I tell you a story? He said, this, this ministry of work, it's not hard to do. And I said, well, good. I said, I, I, I said, it's important. We got to grow the church this way. He said, me and my wife, we did the same thing. We had a, what we call a small group at our house and we had one for an entire year and nobody showed up. I said, well, that's not encouraging to me. His name was Clyde. I said, well, Clyde, what's so encouraging about that? He said, no, 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 no. That's not the end of the story. Said, one Thursday night, we'd worked real hard, got the house clean, and we got to fussing and fighting. Nobody showed up. And, and, uh, and, and, I, and I told her, I said, well, what happened to all the people you invited? She said, I didn't invite anybody. What about the people you invited? I didn't invite. He said, you know what? We hadn't invited anybody in a whole year. We started inviting them, and we started having a little joy. We, we'd have 50, and we'd start it up. We'd have 50. He said, we started 15 small groups out of our little house just because we asked them, and I asked the joy of the Lord to fill my house. I want to tell you, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Where's Matt Hobson? You write me a check after service for a plug. <laughs> the see, here's the secret. And, and I'm going to close it up to make you really believe I am stopping. Here it is. You can't buy the joy. You can't work for the joy. You can't go, you can't get enough degrees to attain the joy then where does it come from? You just have to abide in Jesus. He said this. He said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. A branch can't do anything without the vine. Jesus said, "With me, without me, you can't do anything. But with me, all things are possible. He said, you abide in me. My words abide in you. You can ask what you will. And it shall be done. And why does the Lord answer prayer? He answers prayer so that our joy might be full. It's in the book. You need to read it sometime. It's in there, I promise you. He gives great joy in answering your prayers. But the secret is that. That you, you, just, you just have to learn to, to rest in Jesus. And, and to experience the great, the great joy. Tell you this little story. Remember when they had, used to have Sunday night church? Anybody remember that? Can I be transparent with you? I was a little kid, and I never liked Sunday night church. I love Sunday school. I love going to Sunday school. I, I love going to church. 
I didn't understand a lot about it, but we'd have some big Holy Ghost services at my little church. And, and I doze off every once in a while in church when I was a little kid. But you let certain people, the Holy Ghost, start moving on them, I was going to wake myself up. Because we was fixing to have a Holy Ghost convocation. Because somebody was going to start running up and down the aisle that way, and somebody's going to start running down that way. Somebody's going to start running that way. And I was going to see who was going to have, be having the wreck first. Here they come, running fast as they could. Here comes the other one. And just when I thought they were going to run at each other, one of them moved. They go to But I never liked Sunday night church. Pardon y'all, you Auburn fans, but at five o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday morning, on Sunday afternoon, the Bear Bryant show came on here in Alabama. That's a long time ago. You didn't see it. You didn't see football on TV, college football. Only thing about it, the Bear Bryant show started at five and church started at six, so we had to leave at five thirty. So that meant I only got to see one half. So about five fifteen, I started getting a fever. Or I'd, I'd run in the bathroom and start pouring water down the toilet. Sound like I was, you know, regurgitating. Or, or I'd stick my head in the oven, you know, whatever. But it, and, you know, but I had to go to church. Now that had nothing to do with you. But you know what? There's a group of guys one night that had locked themselves in a room. Because they were afraid. Because they had put their faith in Jesus. He had died. And they didn't know what in the world was going to happen to them. So they just gathered together. The Bible said they shut the doors and the windows for fear. And they were just there. And it was a Sunday night. Read the Bible. It's a Sunday night. Changed my attitude about Sunday night church after I got grown. It was a Sunday night. Fearful, afraid, had put all her hopes in that man. They trusted everything they had. And there was all kind of rumors about what was going on. But guess what? I'm going to have to get down. And I just preached my version of it. I believe these were saved men, but I believe somebody was thinking there's no way in hell we're going to get out of this. And when the doors were closed and the windows locked, Jesus walked right in. And the Bible says the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord there's some going to prophesy to somebody today. There's somebody, you just barely made it today. Jesus is fixing to show up at your house. And all the hell that's bothering you is going to be gone. And when it's all over, there's going to be joy, 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 unspeakable joy. Thanks for listening to this message. If you are blessed by this message, you can give by visiting waio.org or by downloading the Wayo app and selecting Give. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Thanks.